This is one of those technologies where I think it's going to pay dividends to those companies that lean into this technology sooner rather than later. And so what's sort of really important right now is that executives in every business take the time to learn more about generative AI because it's a new set of tooling that if you don't understand that tooling, if you don't understand its relevance to you, of course you can't apply it. But generative AI is applicable and relevant to every business and it's going to impact every business over time. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Back on Track. This is Tech Nation's podcast series where we really feature Canadian technology leaders, innovators, and disruptors. And, you know, our goal is to talk about technology and helping driving prosperity, Canada's global competitiveness, but also to ensure that technology, AI, Gen AI, is at the forefront of our government's and our business's strategies. To date, AI adoption in Canada has not been doing that well. We are not keeping pace. We are certainly strong in R&D, but we're now seeing Canada starting to pay a price. So we all know that digitalization, technology, and AI drives gross domestic product. And today is an important discussion as AI adoption is accelerating around the world. Where does that leave Canada? So joining me today to talk all things Gen AI is Eric Gales, the Commercial Sector Country Manager at AWS, as well as the AWS Director for Amazon Web Services Canada. He was a previous Tech Nation board member, but also as part of AWS, a great member and partner of Tech Nations. And with over 30 years in tech sector leadership, which includes a number of years as the Microsoft President in Canada, Eric has seen and done a lot in this nation. He's certainly setting the strategic direction now for the core elements of AWS commercial sector business. And at a recent sports tech event, Eric and I discussed a shared obsession with respect to Gen AI and the accelerated impact that that tech or emerging tech, which is now here, is certainly having an impact globally on students, on software coders, on entire sectors on jobs and so we really want to get to the bottom today of how canada our government our industry is going to harness this technology going forward what's it all about eric welcome to back on track and thanks for joining me here today thanks angeles great to be here it is and so listen let's just start right in gen ai is here now i've heard people say otherwise but we know it's here now it's come in with a big huge bang uh, I think ChatGPT in particular had over 100 million users uh, log on or sign on in the first month. There's been no tech adoption like that in the past. PwC has reported that by 2026, AI contribution to the global economy is going to be about $15.7 trillion. And the World Economic Forum has reported that by 2025, 85 million jobs could be eliminated but replaced by 97 million other new jobs but canada oh my goodness dismal in terms of adoption less than five percent average across all of our sectors so our smes and maybe in some cases big corporations are still trying to figure out ai so this kind of leads me to my first question for you eric when it comes to gen ai what do you think this means to business and business executives in general when it's having this accelerated impact 
in every way. Yeah, I mean, I, the first thing I'd say is that it, it really is a transformative technology. Um, as you sort of mentioned at the opening there, I mean, I've been in this industry for 30 years and I've, I've been sort of lucky enough to sort of live through a few eras of computing. I, I started in this industry at the, the dawn of the PC era and the PC changed everything. You know, it really changed the way that people thought about computing because it put it in the hands of individuals so they could, rather than have to go back and forwards to get something off the mainframe or from the group that was managing the mid-range computer, they could start to do things themselves. And so from then we had networking, we had mobile computing, and then we had the dawn of the internet. And the internet really uh, transformed how companies could work together, how people could communicate. And this latest uh, era is built on top of the cloud, which lives on top of the internet. So the cloud computing era has enabled this phenomenon called generative AI. Generative AI is not, not new, but what's happened in the course of the last few years is there have been some advances in technology that have enabled it to become um, much more of a profound opportunity for many companies. But also, to your point, ChatGPT has illuminated for people the sort of the art of the possible here. But ChatGPT is just one manifestation of, of Gen AI. It's a, it's a chatbot, but it started to indicate to people just what's possible. And so for businesses, this is something that every business needs to be concerned about. Um, it's going to change how we live and work. It's going to change the way that work gets done. It's going to create new opportunities. And so what's sort of really important right now is that executives in every business take the time to learn more about generative AI because it's a new set of tooling that if you don't understand that tooling, if you don't understand its relevance to you, of course you can't apply it. But generative AI is applicable and relevant to every business and it's going to impact every business over time. Well, that, that's a great lead up as well to kind of where I want to go next. And that's really preparing, Eric, for this Gen AI explosion that we're in the middle of. And it's just, you know, getting adopted and, and opportunities in terms of using it out there, accelerating even more. In the coming wave, Mustafa Suleiman, the founder of DeepMind, described, and I think this is a really great description, that with technology waves, comes extraordinary growth and opportunity, but also immense disruption and risk. And we're already seeing that dramatic impact that this technology is having and in platforms like Bard and Cloud, and we've talked a lot about ChatGPT already. But there is that concern of the acceleration of AI and some of the negative impacts that we're feeling now as well. There's a real surge in misinformation, cybercrime, there's a lot of concern around copyright violations and obviously the job losses that we're all um, hearing about and or uh, organizations are extremely concerned with. I know that our governments have a big role as well in terms of the regulatory space and the governance space. And last week, the world certainly came together with Canada right at the helm, Eric, um, at the UK AI Safety Summit. So. All of this is going on in the background, but in the meantime, as we just talked about, there's this business adoption, which I think really is gonna become non-negotiable for many businesses. So what do you think businesses can do to really get ready and have that readiness for Gen AI or AI in general and, and really harnessing this technology? Yeah, well, I'd say that the first thing is to just acknowledge that you know, technology can be used for good things as well as bad things. It's, it's not, that's not a new phenomenon. So this is all about how the technology gets applied. 
it's certainly relevant to every type of business. So whether you're in healthcare or manufacturing or FSI or retail, like this Gen AI technology is relevant to your business. And so in order to understand that relevance, you need to be educated. Um, there's lots of work going on across the industry, including at AWS, to help companies put it into context for their specific businesses. Say, what does it mean in retail and how it might be applied to the retail business, for example, or how it might be applied to manufacturing. But if you don't spend the time to really understand how this might be applicable, it's very difficult to think about how you might apply it to your business. And so that's my sort of first um, call to action is to spend the time to understand it. I think, you know, there are some people out there who believe that this is just sort of some sort of hype cycle. I'd say, you know, we certainly don't believe that. I think this is going to have a profound effect on how businesses um, operate and it will apply to every organization. So taking the time to learn more about this, not just for the practitioners, for the technologists, but for the business leaders to really understand how this applies is really, really important. in terms of our AI adoption, really wanting to dig into what's going on there. And, and there's no question that we are lagging as a nation. And a, a really interesting report came out of um, Toronto's Metropolitan University and lists by sector how sectors are doing in terms of AI adoption. I mentioned earlier that we kind of sit at an average of 5% adoption right now across all sectors. But when you actually look at the slices around this, the top sector, which is utilities, has a 17% adoption of AI. I suppose that's not bad, but you would think as a top sector adopting in Canada, it would be a higher number than that. And then I was really surprised to see retail, the retail sector down at 3% because retail is where we're, we're connecting all the dots with the data and all of the, the tools that the retail um, businesses need to manage customer service and point of sale and all of those things. So long story short, back to you, Eric, what do you think um, when we think of Canada's technology sector, Tech Nation, for instance, as, as, a, as an agnostic voice of over 200 companies, what should we be doing in terms of influencing this challenge for Canada? What can we do as tech organizations like AWS and and the tech sector as a whole to really try and move the needle for Canada in this space? Yeah, I think there is a few things. So, so one is I think um, people have, you know, many people now, as you sort of highlighted at the beginning, have sort of experienced, you know, what you can do with a chatbot. And that's got some people thinking about um, how this technology is interesting, but putting it into context for business. And so, you know, we've got a huge focus right now at AWS to help organizations understand how and why this technology applies to their businesses. So putting it into context. And the other thing I'd say is that there, there's, what I'm finding is that there's no lack of interest. And so we recently conducted a, a survey ourselves of 500 Canadian organizations along with um, an organization called the Access Partnership. And, and what we found there was that 83% um, of organizations expect to be applying AI-powered solutions to their businesses over the next five years. And so there's an expectation that it's coming. To your point, you know, there's a variance in terms of the rate of adoption. Yeah. But the good news is I think people are interested, they're curious, and that is important. And so the industry, we need to respond to that curiosity. I, I mean, it's interesting, my sort of, as you can imagine, I spend a lot of time 
crisscrossing the country and talking to many different customers, many industries. And I'm finding there is no lack of curiosity here. And that's a good thing. And so as an industry, what we need to do is to translate that curiosity into context and meaning for those particular organizations that we're talking to, to make it real about how they might apply it. And then sort of phase two of that is, is helping them get started. Yeah. I think this is one of those technologies that you really have to experience it to appreciate it. And so that is something, again, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for companies to really start to apply this technology, pick some use cases where they can apply it. Uh, applying all of those, you know, those things you, you identified of like one needs to be conscious of security and privacy and all the other things that go along with applying any new technology to your environment. But certainly getting some direct experience of how this can apply to your business is really important. And as an industry, of course, we can contribute to, uh, to making that real for many customers. Yeah, definitely. So that was interesting that you did that survey. Is that something that you're going to be sharing at all, Eric, or is that an internal survey? That sounds like a really interesting. No, yeah. So I think um, we are going to be sharing that shortly, um, and uh, it, it including sort of focusing on on different aspects of where the technology might be applied. And what was interesting there was that again, that positively, um, companies identifying that it's it's across their organizations, whether it's in sales, marketing, finance, IT. Mm. Um, but the expectation that generative AI is going to be applied to their organizations was, was really high. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good news. Now, the, the delta there, of course, is it's like, how long is that going to take? Yeah. And so, you know, that's where we're focused on helping translate that interest into execution. Because to you, you know, as you indicated, like in Canada, every time a new wave of technology like this comes along, I always think it's a great leveler. You know, here is a great opportunity for those companies that are more progressive and lean into this to start taking advantage of the technology earlier than those that perhaps take their time. You know, they, we, we, we see in adoption of technologies generally the, the sort of distribution of the early adopters to the, to the laggards. This is one of those technologies where I think yep. it's going to pay dividends to those companies that lean into this technology sooner rather than later. if it was you I was talking to about the old days in tech where we were all reading Crossing the Chasm, but that Crossing the Chasm now is accelerated in terms of the, the timeline, in terms of adopting tech. And I also know that AWS has recently um, put together a research report in AI, and that's certainly something that I'm really looking forward to reading and sharing. And would love to hear from you some of your highlights of that report and then Maybe if you could share with all of us what the one big aha uh -huh that came out of that report was or one surprising um, component of it or, or research uh, detail. You know, one of the interesting things there that's worth noting is that in sort of previous generations of technology, this is really prior to the cloud, adopting something like generative AI or AI and machine learning, you would have had to have a huge amount of capital to invest in standing up infrastructure to, to do that. And so it may be interesting to you, but whether you had the capital, you, that would make it, that would determine whether or not you could take advantage of it. In today's era with cloud computing, where these we have democratized access to the technology, that's right. no longer the limitation. It's your yep. access, the technology has been established. And so it's then, can you use it? How do you use it? Where do you apply it? Um, which leads me on to the I don't think this is, a, this is a surprise, but part of that research says that um, the biggest gap is going to be uh, an AI savvy workforce. And so the, the focus on skills, and I know this is something that's super close to your heart and mine, is that 
one of the ways to help accelerate the adoption of these kind of capabilities within our country is to helping people acquire the skills, both the technical skills as well as the um, business context of why these things are relevant. And so in our research, it shows that that's the thing that many customers are concerned about is where they're going to get the skills from and the need to hire skilled people into their organizations, as well as retraining or augmenting the skills of their existing workforce to apply this technology uh, in their own environments. Yeah, that is a big hurdle, actually, for so many reasons, one of them being that many nations are suffering from not having enough resources and not enough labor. So that's the challenge. And then the challenge of having the right kinds of skills for where the um, jobs are going in a very fast way. So yeah, we're all looking at this and, and certainly you and I have had discussions on this and our sector is, is um, playing a part in driving Canada's strategy in this for sure. Um, in terms of your, um, it, was that one of the points that you were bringing up that was your kind of uh-huh, even though we, we know it, that was kind of what came out as the really big piece? Yeah, it's not really an, it's, you know, an aha per se. I think it's just a reminder that... A big reminder. You know, the, yeah, yeah you know, the, something that we really need to invest in as a country and where you know, we can benefit from support from both you know, our contemporaries in the marketplace as well as the work that the government's doing to help encourage you know, building skills here as well as investments in universities is in order to apply this technology, you really need to understand it. And that is something that um, as rate of technology um, has continued, the, the scale of this technology has continued to evolve and the, the level of applicability to this technology, of course, it puts more and more pressure yeah. on having skilled resources to apply it. And so that's something that, you know, as, a, as an industry, we need to continue to focus on how do we yeah. continue to close that gap. And, you know, we're certainly, it's a huge area of focus for us. We just announced a, a whole array of you know, free courses to help people understand AI and start to get started on this, as well as you know, trying to generate more and more interest in our, um, in the younger generation in terms of seeing this as an opportunity rather than a threat to jobs. We think, you know, there's a real, as you indicated right at the beginning, like there's a lot of new jobs that are going to come here that um, they're going to be available to people to take advantage of. Yeah, the, very, very interesting. I know when I was doing some work with our cybersecurity task force, and this aligns very directly with AI, the shelf life for cybersecurity skills is two years or less. So that means not just does the company have to take on the accountability and onus of upskilling our resources, so does the, the talent. <laughs> so we're all facing having to stay ahead, right? Because it's just moving so rapidly. Um, the reality, our new reality. Yeah, across the board, you know, as every organization continues to digitize its business, and so you've got more and more opportunity to take advantage of the fact that you have that digital transaction, the engagement with your customers, your engagement with the suppliers and your supply chain. Um, as more and more of that becomes digital, then more and more opportunity to think about how do you secure that? How do you make sure that you protect your intellectual property? Um, that's an always on requirement in today's modern world is an acute focus on security. And to every day, it's a you, one needs to be evolving how one thinks about that because um, it's a it's something that's more and strategically more and more important for every organization to protect the, its own data and its intellectual property and so yes security is an always on 
job, certainly an always-on job here at um, AWS, job zero. Oh yeah, there's no question. So I want to switch a little bit to um, cloud adoption and AI, and you and I had discussed this when we last met as well and talked about um, the fact that cloud is really a great equalizer when it comes to AI, accessing AI and, and leveraging um, AI strategies. Um, so maybe you could share with us, Eric, what role AWS is playing in terms of Canada and globally with respect to cloud adoption and AI in Canada and adopting AI through the cloud in Canada. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, the first thing to note is that, you know, without the cloud, there is no AI. Um, it's one of the things that has enabled the AI to be accessible, both everything from traditional AI and machine learning to generative AI. It's, the, it's, it's fueled by the cloud. Um, and then as we think about um, helping customers to take advantage of that, one of the things that we're focused on is really trying to democratize something like generative AI using the cloud. And we have um, some perspective on what we think is going to happen there over time. One of which is that we don't believe there's going to be one large language model. So we think that over time, there's going to be many different models, large language models, models which are built specifically for particular industries or particular contexts. And so one of the, the key components of our strategy is a, is, a, is a solution called Bedrock, which is a, an abstraction layer that you can program to that enables you to use different LLMs, different models for different use cases. And so mm. we're really excited about that. And what we found is that it really resonates with customers because customers can see how this is evolving already. There is not one large language model out there. We think it's going to be an area that's going to continue to evolve very rapidly. And there's lots of questions to be answered about the cost models and what the right application is and the performance of these models. And so a big part of our strategy is to create an environment where customers can take advantage of multiple models over time and use them for particular use cases that are relevant to them. Mm -hmm. um, the other key component of our focus here is to um, help customers to understand how they're going to be able to use these models. And one important aspect of that is many customers, of course, want to apply their own data and intellectual property to tune these models so they can use it specifically for their own environments. And there, what's super important to those customers is privacy, the security, the integrity of their data and the intellectual property. And so we have a huge focus on helping customers understand how they can apply their data to these models in an environment which is proprietary to them so they can keep the protection around those assets, but put their own data to work. And so uh, we see those two things really moving together, data and access to this array of uh, models that you can apply to your business. And we see that uh, evolving rapidly in the years to come. That's absolutely brilliant. And I think it's so necessary to have organizations like yours that can actually provide that infrastructure and then the capabilities of the data behind the scenes, right? To almost enable the strategies that your customers need. I love it. And uh, I was spending some time last week for whatever reason, I can't remember reading all about data lakes and warehouses and, and all of the, the capabilities that are kind of growing in that space. Yeah, if you think about that, you know, we've been talking to, our, you know, the, the industry's been talking to its customers over the, the, the last few years, increasingly about the value of putting your data to work, you know, the data that people are collecting through those digital transactions, putting that data to work. And you could put that data to work in lots of different ways, including data warehousing and um, things like that. 
but also now this next generation, excuse the pun, is the application of that data to generative AI models. We can put that data to work within a generative AI model, which is relevant to your business in a secure and private way, um, which uh, provides some profound new opportunities for companies. Yeah. Uh, and so we're, we're really excited about the relationship between those two things and empowering customers to, uh, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure your customers are excited too, because this is something that can be larger than life and you need experts to really help you manage um, everything from the end solution right through to the back end of pulling this all together. So Eric, we're back now at the, what I call the, the fun part, the calls to action. One of our missions at Tech Nation is to hold our government accountable. So in terms of um, what we want to do is really focus on AI and Gen AI and some of the challenges that you have, and I have been talking about. So maybe you could tell us your experience with um, working with us and Tech Nation and all of the things we've talked about in terms of AI adoption. What would your call to action be for Tech Nation and the tech sector as a whole in this next 18 months we have ahead of us and trying to influence our government? Here is a profound new opportunity. This era of technology with generative AI, it matters to every business. And so part of what we need to do is to inspire people to really understand why this is important and put it into context. And then the next piece of that is to start to talk about the how. So if you can get somebody energized around the potential here, what do they need to do next? And so there are some fundamental components of that, I think, which are uh, about getting educated. So really understanding how this might apply to a particular business and empowering people to get that level of education and provide some framework to think about how they can apply it to their own organizations. And that's something that between you know what you're doing, what we're doing, our contemporaries in the industry, as well as uh, governments sort of advocating for Canada to be a leader in this area. Mm -hmm. In many cases, we, we are a leader as a, as a country in we have some of the best expertise on this particular topic yep. in Canada, from Canada. We do. There is an opportunity here in this era to Canadian companies to really lead in terms of the application of it. And I, I think that's something that it's incumbent on all of us to, to advocate for, to inspire people to be interested in learning more about it and, and thinking about how they apply it to their businesses. Well, I like that because that's that's what it's going to come down to. We certainly have the, the godfathers of AI, if you will, who came from Canada or at least developed their um, research and um, technologies here in Canada. Um, but we now need to take that same brilliance that happens in this nation and, and really get, I think, more assertive and aggressive in terms of getting companies to apply it and understand how to apply it and enhance this whole discussion, which is really what, what we've centered on. Yeah, well, one of the things we're trying to do you know, as an organization there is to, uh, with the support of you know, many of our incredible customers, is to tell more stories about how this is actually being applied. And um, you know, we're fortunate we've got many organizations that are interested themselves in telling the story of how they've applied this technology to their own environments. And I think that's a key way to catalyze others to become more interested in how it might apply to them. Because there are many, many use cases that have already been identified across all the different verticals that operate within Canada. And so something that I think we can do between us is to raise the profile of those leaders that are applying this technology to their domains as a way to get others interested in perhaps 
uh, learning from them or benefiting from those that started with this technology earlier. Yeah, kind of a lead by example strategy, right? Bringing and showcasing these companies that have have crossed that chasm and, and adopted and harnessed and, and being able to share the success that they've had. I, I think that that's a, a great strategy and yeah. look forward to connecting with you on that more as we um, move through this space in the next year and hopefully in a, an accelerated way in Canada. Certainly our um, government leaders have been focused on the AI governance piece, which is important, it's critical. And then we also have this adoption piece, which uh, I think we can all come together and work on. Yeah, I think it's important to have that in place, but also to not stifle the innovation and the opportunity to actually apply these technologies. And so that's the balance is, you know, having the guardrails in place, but also inspiring innovation and the application of this technology in Canada. Yeah, yeah, good. Inspiring, that's a good word. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I have, Eric. Anything you wanted to, to end with? No, super excited. I mean, I really am excited about this era. Um, you know, it's really excited about the opportunity for our customers. Um, I'm really excited about the strategy we have. I think it's going to really resonate with customers. And so excited to, you know, work with you, Angela, and, and sort of advocating for yeah. Canada to be a leader in this area. I'm excited to share, you know, more stories as we go through the, uh, the next couple of years. Excellent. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us.